Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. And I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harpers Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And you know it's a blessing today to be with you and to just to share what I believe is to answer a few questions in a short um, podcast just to, just to bring some clarity to people. You know, there's so many people trying to serve God. And this is a, a, a scripture that just really, really, really bothers me a lot of times because people are continuously trying to, you know, say we're servants of the Lord. We're servants of the Lord. We're servants of the Lord. And, and, I, and I understand what they're saying because that sounds really religious and it sounds really good, spiritually speaking, to say that, you know, we're serving the Lord and that's a wonderful thing. And, and you know, that I, I, don't, I don't deny that. I, I don't deny the reality that we're servants. Um, when, but we're talking of a servant mentality. You know, a servant can go in the house of the master, but he can't spend the night. But you and I can go in the house and, and actually spend the night. And so many places the Bible calls us sons. <clears throat> so I want to start with Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. And I want to start right there because I think so many people are trying to work for their salvation. They're trying to pay God back. They're trying to... You know, have I repented enough? Is is God really truly forgiven me of everything that I've done? And and I think you got to ask yourself a question there because I think prophetically speaking, everything that you ever done, all your sins was in the future, because Jesus died before the foundation of the world, and the Bible says the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So I think if you'll take a look at your life, all of your sins was in the future. Now I think the church. And the religious system, without acknowledging the correctness of it, I think they believe that most people believe that all the sins are forgiven up until the point that they get ask Jesus to come into their heart. And at that point, everything they do from then on is we should have a repentant heart. I totally agree with the word repentant heart. I totally agree that the word repent never does what the church is preaching. The ch church is telling us that the word repent means to do a 180 and go a different direction. If you look it up in the Greek, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it's the same word that means change the way you're thinking. You know, John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, Jesus had not died at that point, so how was John telling people they need to repent? If repent means, and then we take a word called confession, and we use that very loosely, and we tell people, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, God's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we ask Him. I totally agree with that, but we've made one scripture... And we've made a doctrine out of it. The Bible said that everything be established upon two or three witnesses. And so I, I think God sees us today as sons and not as servants. And I think that's the difference in having a relationship with Jesus and the Father. Under the old covenant, they lived under the law. Now, Abraham didn't because Abraham was before the law came. And if you'll notice in the book of Philippians, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, He's talking about all the great feats, but he never mentions the 40-something years that they were under the law. He never mentions 40 years if half of Leviticus, half of Exodus, all of Leviticus, all of Numbers, and, and all of Deuteronomy is left out of the book of Hebrews chapter 11 in the Hall of Faith. It never mentions Ishmael that Abraham had with Hagar. All the things that was under the law has been removed. It never mentions the mistakes of people in the book of Hebrews. So once you get to a point, once they cross the Red Sea, which happened before the law was given, everything else after Moses is gone. Why? Because God was not talking. Heaven does not keep a record of all your sins. And that's why 
Uh, you know, you, when you were growing up, you heard people say, well, you know, Pastor, uh, when you get to heaven, God's going to put a big screen up there and everything you've done in your life, he's going to show you a big picture of your whole life. That's not correct because Hebrews chapter 11 never mentions one thing, not one sin that was committed. Nothing about the law is mentioned. So I want you to understand that God doesn't keep a record of all the sins that you and I have committed. That's why he says in, in Hebrews chapter 8, uh, 9, I believe it is, 9 and 12, he says that our sins will be remembered no more. Now, under in Exodus, he says the sins is remembered on the third and the fourth generation. But you and I have been redeemed from the curse of a law. So I want you to understand some things about the Spirit that you may have missed, that it's not about you doing works. It's not about you getting it right every time. God doesn't know what you're talking about. That's why Colossians 3 and 3 said, If ye be dead, your life is hidden with Christ in God. I love that scripture. But I want to read Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that an heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he is Lord of all or master of all. In other words, he's made us sons. And as sons, the, the Greek word there for child is son. He's made us a son, but we stay a servant if we don't know who we are. And I, I believe we're living in a time and a generation that the church hasn't understood who they are. And so they're continuously living in fear and doubt and unbelief because they don't understand who they are. You and I are living in a time in a realm that we are sons of God. We, haven't, we are heirs of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ, joint heirs with Jesus and, and heirs of, Christ, of God. So you and I are joint heirs. There's no difference in us on the earth than they are Jesus. That is what we've got to understand. You don't work for your salvation. Your salvation, he said, labor that you might enter into rest. The church needs to learn how to rest in the finished work of Christ. That's the beauty of grace.